Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Monday Night Meltdown. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Ramsey. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, the DJs, and everybody else. In between, throwing it down. we got a full house here tonight. Paul Bowie from Covers Experts will join us. George Kurtz from Sports Grid will step up and in. We'll talk NFL football. A lot of NFL news uh, going on. A lot of rumors uh, going on right now as far as quarterbacks are concerned. And they can't really be considering trading Russell Wilson, can they? Because that's the word right now. Word out of Seattle is, yeah, they're, they're listening to offers. And basically everybody's calling uh, right now. They've got to be, like, stupid, sick, insane. But, I don't know, Russell Wilson doesn't seem to be against it. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's question marks now uh, moving forward. Although, I do personally believe that if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you owe Big Ben Roethlisberger this year. There's got to be some sense of loyalty left in sport. Is Big Ben what he once was? No. Uh, Do you bring somebody else in? Whatever. Do you draft somebody? I mean, they brought in Haskins. I don't know if Haskins is going to push Ben Roethlisberger, but after everything that Big Ben's done for the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, you can't just, like, basically throw throw Ben under the bus after all of this. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of rumors going on right now in the National Football League about players that are set to be cut loose. A word out of the Bay Area is Jimmy G could be done with San Francisco. They would save $23.6 million dollars. Uh, by cutting Jimmy Garoppolo loose. Word is they're trying to cut a deal. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, another player. Alex Smith. There's like basically who isn't? Who isn't available uh, right now? It seems like basically with the exception of, I don't know, Mahomes, Josh Allen, (laughs) um, um, Aaron Rodgers, I'd say, but I don't know. I, I think Aaron, who knows what Aaron Rodgers at this point. Like I said, like a quarterback, like who's actually like legitimately locked in, man, in a National Football League. But we'll talk draft with Rick Saratella of the NFL Draft Bible, SI.com. We'll recap tonight's NBA card. Uh, prop screw job. I've learned my lesson once and for all, these stupid props. I jump on an in-game prop. Devin Booker over 34 and a half points. Or over 35 and a half. He gets the 34. I got Jay Sean Tate over 12 points and a half. He gets 12. It's like a nightmare that doesn't end. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talking about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the 
Sports Grid Radio Network. Do you have a gambling problem? No, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Grid. Cheers, XM Channel 204. Shout out to the AM Radio Affiliate. Lakers and Wizards. Midway through the fourth quarter, the Wizards have uh, taken a three-point lead. Uh, We jumped on the Wizards plus 13 and a half at the half. And we talked about this game on Game Time Decisions about how the Wizards often are down by double digits and often do not tap out and come back. Um, we also have the in-game over 223 and a half, and quite frankly, we need uh, both these games on the way out for a um, to uh, basically to uh, save um, I don't know for a shred of our uh, dignity. <laughs> that's the, that's the term I'm looking for to save some of our dignity. I tell you though, this Wizards team, fun team to bet on. Uh, the Wizards, nobody believes in them. Nobody believes in them, so you get these big in-game numbers. Let's bring in a man that crushes the NBA numbers, covers experts, steps up and in. Paul Bovey. How you doing, Paul? Gabe, I I just shut the game off because I'm also on this in-game over, and I've never seen so many layups missed since I was 10 years old in the park shooting at a 12-foot hoop. (laughs) It's pretty pathetic, man. I mean, underneath the basket constantly, and and I don't know what's going on. Westbrook, everybody's missing layups tonight. It's one of those weird nights tonight. And, you know, Paul, we've talked about in the past um, NHL, NHL Mondays, and even pro athletes, it's like back to work. Their days, their weeks are a little bit different, but Monday is still Monday. And sometimes in the NHL, you get these weird, just low-scoring games. Everybody seems like... They partied all weekend or they're just, you know, they're not into it. Tonight's been a weird night like this in the NBA as well. I mean, that Memphis-Dallas game, you know, like, really? I mean, Dallas is the team that hadn't played uh, in forever, Paul, not Memphis. Memphis has like two points halfway through the first freaking quarter tonight. What, what can you do? You know, it's just one of those weird Mondays tonight. You know, the problem with Memphis is they are a really tough handicap because the last two games, they're 10 of 53 from beyond the arc. So you figure, all right, they're going to turn this around. And they promptly shoot, I believe it was 6 of 31 tonight. So cumulatively, 16 of 84 in the last three games. And in the prior game, they shoot 12 of 26. I would maintain the toughest thing to get a grasp on when it comes to NBA handicapping is from night to night how a team is going to shoot from beyond the arc because it's wildly unpredictable. You get a team that's reliant on three-point shooting and they just lay an egg, you're going to go down. The total's going to go down. That's the problem. A couple of games got here uh, this evening. And you know what, uh, Matthias, if you can reconnect uh, with Paul, it's a little clicky. Seems like uh, it's a little uh, it's a little clicky when uh, right. you know, the the one when, when, when Paul talks. I don't think it's on you, Paul, because we've had a click uh, before in the past. But it's Monday, and I was really hoping it wouldn't be one of these nights. But it looks like uh, we're off and running. So yeah, Matthias, reconnect uh, with Paul uh, if you can, and uh, we'll try to get rid of that uh, that little click. You know, especially considering, I you know, we've got George Kurtz coming on later, all right? 
I'm already like, you know, I've already got like a bottle of vodka on, on call here. I've already got a bottle of vodka and uh, <laughs> I might need more. I might need something stronger than that. So I'm already prepared for the adventure that is Kurtz. We can't start off like this. Paul was clear, but a little clicky. It's like, sounded like, you know what I mean? Sort of like, like he was, uh, I don't know, sounded like uh, someone calling collect on a prison hotline. So if we, can, uh, if we can deal with this. So as Paul stated, it's a little stressful right now as far as this total is concerned. It's 225 and a half. It's up to the Lakers. The Lakers aren't scoring. The Lakers have scored 14 points in the fourth quarter right now. Washington are having a great second half. They've outscored up 31-23 in the third, and I put another 24 up. I'm telling you, we've talked about this Washington team. Like, you, you can't be fooled by their record. For the most part, earlier in the season, Washington were depleted and didn't have, they were barely able to, like, you know, find eight guys, the league minimum. But when they have Westbrook and they have Beal, they have Hachimura, they have Bertans, like when, you know, basically when they, when they have their lineup, I'm not saying this is a playoff team, but what I'm saying is they're a dangerous team to be laying points against. Close basketball game right now. Hopefully we can squeeze this over and end with a couple of wins. It was nice to get the Oklahoma State uh, game. So 104-102 uh, right now. And I tell you, Paul, this this number of the Laker game tonight said everything, you know, we sort of needed to know. And I, I didn't have the nuts to take Washington plus the six and a half, seven before the game, Paul. Because I said, you know what, they'll probably fall behind and we'll get an in-game opportunity. But a team as good as the Lakers, I was surprised the number was as short as it was tonight, Paul. Well, they've been they've been playing poorly, Gabe. But if you remember, I came on your show the other day and I was hoping that they would... <laughs> are you there, Paul? Are, are, are you there, Gabe? Are you there, Gabe? Yeah, I was hoping yeah. that they would somehow get a win over the Nets. Uh, I, I thought it would soften them up for Miami, but it, they didn't need to be softened up because Miami beat them anyway. The problem is they cannot defend the paint without Anthony Davis. 1.8 blocks. They were 5-1 and one with Davis uh, out of the lineup going into that net game. But two of those wins were over the T-Wolves, one of them with a stripped-down lineup, one of them when it was head-and-head, neck-and-neck the whole game before they pulled away late. They lost to the Pistons by 15, and OKC reamed them in the paint back-to-back without Davis for 60-plus. So clearly they're going to have a lot of problems without Anthony Davis, and I actually thought that the seven was a high number. I, I, I thought it was a little pricey considering how they've played, how they've fared in the last couple games. And right now, seven's looking like it was a pricey number. Yeah, and one thing, Paul, the Lakers have been, the Lakers had been an under team, pretty much the biggest under team in the league. Without AD, they're playing to the over. Now, this game's not there yet, but they have been playing to the over, Paul, since AD's been gone. It really has changed the dynamic as far as the totals for the Laker games. It's the one thing that really catches my eye. Yeah, and you also have Schroeder out. And Schroeder, as a defender, he's like a pest. 
So those are two key cogs defensively, and it's showing up, and the Lakers are going to have trouble. And, you know, eventually the bookmakers will catch up with this, and they'll be priced right. But uh, they didn't go over the other night against the Heat, but the the Heat were clearly getting into the paint early. I mean, Adebayo got some uh, uh, easy dunks, but Jimmy Butler looked like he was sleepwalking through the game. I mean, I had three props on Jimmy Butler, and they all got over the number. It wasn't easy, but uh, Jimmy Butler's not playing with a lot of zest right now. But, uh, yeah, we got 109-105, it looks like, uh, two and a half left. So something good may happen here, Gabe. I tell you what, if you or I had the under, it would definitely go over. We should be able to get 10 points. <laughs> we should be able to get uh, 10 points uh, down down the stretch uh, here. Uh, you were talking about uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler, and um, I hit Jimmy Butler assist prop. That's something that's been pretty good, uh, Paul, the assist props for uh, for Jimmy Butler. We hit that. It was seven and a half. I think he had nine uh, tonight. That that one early. I thought that Oklahoma City game would be higher scoring tonight against uh, Miami. But uh, they just couldn't put any points up on the board. So 109-105, we'll track this Lakers game. Paul Povey kicked with us. We'll take a look at the overnight numbers. The late night anger management class. This is sports Ring. Bring it. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Yeehaw episode. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Maybe I'll go down to the track, put it all on a horse. Why don't you put it in the bank? Bank? This is found money. I want to parlay it. I want to make a big score. Oh, you mean you want to lose it? Late night anger match for class. This is Sports Rage. I am RNC throwing it down. The Monday night meltdown. Paul Bovey from Covers Experts throwing it down with us right now. We got late night basketball with the. Lakers and Wizards, and both me and Paul, without knowing it, both had the same in-game overplay here. And uh, Paul, 124-111 right now. We get over the number, buddy. It goes over that uh, 223.5. I'm not finished here, Gabe, because I also posted it this morning at 227, and I have a taste at 227, so it looks pretty good. Figuring that you're going to get at least one intentional foul here. So uh, hold your horses there a second because I, I just want to get to 228, 229. And I'll feel good about this because people who come in and back my picks, I want them to win just as much as I want to win, believe it or not. 
I believe you, and uh, let's let's get it. So we're still at 25 right now. I see people in our chat are like, they want overtime in this game. And as somebody with the underdog, ah, I'm not looking for overtime. I just prefer to end this thing. But let's get Paul's uh, total home here. Wizards up a three spot. Be a pretty big, uh, pretty big win uh, for Washington to get it done uh, here. So, Paul, while, while this game uh, wraps up, uh, you know, I like NBA props. I'm a fan of the NBA. I have fun doing the research and breaking it down and all that type of stuff. But it's so hit or miss, and it's volatile. Like, and you're a big prop player in the NFL. I don't know what your prop volume is like when it comes to the NBA, but the NFL, it's once a week. The teams, you know, they, they play 16 times. It's a little bit different than the NBA. That's just, you know, this grind. Was it 72 games this year, I guess? It's just this big grind. And, it's you know, NBA props can be volatile. I, it's nice when you're on a little bit of a run, but the numbers are so sharp. And, you know, the star players' numbers are sharp. And then even the the mid-tier numbers are sharp. I had Jay Sean Tate over tonight, 12 and a half. Yeah, he gets to 12. You know, Zach Levine's scoring 30 every night. He struggles tonight. The Bulls still kill him anyways. You know, do you play less on, on basketball props and football props? Like, talk to me about props and how you approach it. Yeah, I, I do play less. It's only because of lack of effort and time. If I had the time to commit to digging down and peeling back the onion on all these props, I would be playing a little bit more. But I, I do play them, and I like to play them. And the key is it's matchups. Like tomorrow you'll have Jokic going against uh, Portland. Portland on a back-to-back. Canner is, uh, you know, playing the five. Last year, Canner in a game against Jokic, he, he took four fouls in like 14 minutes. He'll, he'll struggle with them. And Jokic will probably, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll probably put up solid numbers. I actually took Embiid the other night uh, when he had that 50-point game. And, and I thought he was a great play just because of the matchup. And, by the way, Toronto did a great job against him the other night, uh, forcing him into 6-for-20 shooting, probably the best of, that any team has done this year. But I, I think the key is to just look at um, matchups. You'll have favorable ones, unfavorable ones, and, and try to be selective. Uh, Paul Bovey uh, with us. So, uh, Paul, you've got yourself a winner, and everybody that backed you, uh, has a winner here as well. 115-113. We get to 228. Still 16 seconds left as well. Perfect. Okay. I didn't watch the game. I, I, I actually shut it off when I came on the show. I didn't want to be distracted, but uh, I was just peeking at the uh, the score on ESPN. So. <laughs> there you go. See it's a it, uh, from a financial standpoint and from a record standpoint, glad to see it. And uh, we, of course, want people to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. You know what? And I'm glad to hit a couple of wins on the way out here, too. Jumping in on the Wizards, plus 13 and a half. It was a ballsy pick. They were down by 14 at the break. And, um, and you know, we jumped on the over. The over didn't cruise over. We'll see if it potentially gets. It still could go to overtime this game. Dear God, and it's tied right now. And the Lakers oh are God. going to the line. And the Lakers are going to the line. Crazy. Wow. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, wow, You're really going to blow this, Washington? 
the Lakers are going to survive. You're not the biggest LeBron fan, are you, Paul? I saw like you earlier, and I got LeBron's crying again. What a shock. <laughs> it's, it's Gabe. Come on, man. The guy's been in a league for God knows how long. Did You, you saw that flop that he was quote-unquote I, I, I mean, you're at the point where you shouldn't be trying to manipulate the referees. And then every time he gets under the basket and he misses a shot, it's almost as if he feels he's entitled to get the call because he got close enough. And I, I just didn't like that. And God rest his soul, I didn't like that about Kobe. I don't like when players do that because, hey, if you – if you miss the shot and it's a legitimate miss, just just get back on defense and play. And that's not LeBron. And I think 15 years into the league or 16 years, whatever it is, I, I think he should have better manners. Let's put it that way. My deal is, listen, you know, he's always done that. And most stars do do that. I'm not a fan. Look, how many free fouls has Harden gotten called? on him and which Harden just takes it into the paint and throws both hands into the air. It's like, guys, like really? Like you're giving it, you're gonna put him on the free throw line for this? And they do. They do. It's part of the game though, it is what it is. But for me, the flopping leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It's like, bro, you're six foot nine, two hundred and fifty five pounds, man. You know what I mean? Like and AD does the same thing. They act like they got shot. I hate that acting like you got shot thing, Paul. I, I, Gabe, I agree. And it's called the flail. You know, you just throw your arms in the air, contort your body, and you'll <laughs> trick the referee into, into giving you a call. And, and I, I can't, personally, I can't stand it because, look, I, I played basketball and I played in some pretty rough games. I mean, a foul, yeah, uh, some, some of these fouls you got to let go. And, uh, to try to bait these referees and then compl- and then turn around and complain on the other end, it just doesn't sit well with me. But it, that's the game today, and I think what what should be happening is that it's up to Adam Silver. They used to actually come down on these players for the flopping. They started uh, giving them technicals and, and you know just giving them fair warning. But uh, now it just seems like a slap in the wrist. I mean, I mean that, that flop the other night by LeBron was absolutely ridiculous. And, and he, should have, he should have been fined for it. Fine the guy ten fifteen thousand. Of course, it's chump change to him. But it sends a message. And, and if anything, you've got to send the message to the player, hey, it's not good. I don't have a problem with it either. Instead of just, you know, privately warning them. No, as you stated, send, send a message. Send, you know, send the message and let it be known. All right, yeah, we're going to overtime, Bovey. It's going to overtime, 115-115. Well, whatever, dude. I've got oh, plus 13 oh, and a half. Oh, oh, you know what, Gabe, 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 I, I did take something, and this is very favorable for me. I took plus over, I took over 234, and I took plus a buck 80. So this this is actually working out. I completely forgot about that. You know how sometimes you just click and you actually forget what you played. Yeah, yeah. You know, last night I played I played the Bucks team total over last night, and I thought I played it at one twenty eight, and I was fuming at the end of the game. 
Then I open up my ledger this morning and, and check my account, and I actually played it at 125 and a half. And it actually worked out for me because I probably would have taken back the other side when it hit 127 and a half. But uh, I let it ride just because I didn't want to end up with the Polish middle, and uh, it worked out. So sometimes <laughs> you just click away and you just don't realize what you played. Yeah, and that's what happens. Uh, trust me, I've been there. So yeah, we're going. It was almost this game was almost destined to go to overtime, wasn't it, guys? Uh, so here we are, one fifteen, one fifteen. Uh, so they get to two thirty, going to O two. Um, so going to OT here. Uh, it's amazing. So Washington outscored them thirty one twenty three and thirty five twenty nine. But of course, somehow this game ends up in OT. So we'll keep our eye on this game. Hopefully, as long as the Lakers don't win by 14, uh, I'll be all right here. Uh, we'll take a look at the overnight uh, numbers uh, for the association. Uh, Paul mentioned the Toronto Raptors. I tell you what, Paul, the Raptors, one of the hottest teams in the NBA uh, right now. They've been rolling. They don't get respect. They never have gotten respect, but they still don't this year. Everybody always talks about everybody in the East besides them. Yet, despite the fact, look, they beat the Sixers. They beat the Bucks twice. Last team to beat Brooklyn, the Raptors. Beat them in Brooklyn two Fridays ago. So, you know, the Raptors are rolling. After that, um, after that initial start where they started 2-8, and eight, they're now 14-7, and seven, Paul, in their last 21 games. I see right now they're two-point, quote-unquote, home dogs in Tampa at the Philadelphia right now, overnight line. Yeah, Gabe, they are, I'll tell you, I've, I've actually become a Raptor fan again, and they are the real deal. And I love the way they play. You could just tell they have a lot of energy, uh, all of them. That, I love Van Fleet. And, and uh, look, the, the, the team they struggled with, actually, is, is the T-Wolves. Uh, 116, 112, yeah. and a loss. And, and they had a big, you know, they had a big 16-point lead over the T-Wolves. I ended up taking the Wolves and catching up a, a good number, but Raptors are real. More with Paul Foley on the other side. The late-night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Technology Grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen, you learn. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, Mo. Wanna come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. 
Fight Night Anger Matchment Class 121-117 Wizards. Well, even in overtime, the Wizards aren't letting up. Although they'll always be the bullets to me. You know, Paul, I said uh, we're in conversation with Paul Bovey. covers experts. I am Gabriel Morancy, Sirius XM Channel 204, uh, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates, including in San Diego, the mightier 1090, of course, up and down the West uh, Coast. So, uh, Paul, I brought up the first NBA Finals uh, I watched was um, the two teams that don't exist anymore, sort of. The Seattle Supersonics and the Washington Bullets. And I was telling people it really was on tape delay. I watched, I remember watching it on CBS after the uh, local news in Vermont. <laughs> it came on at like 11.30 at night, Paul. Yeah, G- Gabe, look, I remember the uh, Rockets and the Celtics, and I think that was 79.80. Yeah, and that came on the next morning. And I do remember, by the way, that uh, Bullets... Uh, the West Unselled Elvin Hayes led bullets against the Jack Sigma led Seattle Supersonics. Uh, it was an epic series, <laughs> very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Lenny Wilkins, uh, I've spoken to Lenny Wilkins uh, about it. Uh, all right, Paul Bovey kicking with us. So, Paul, talking about the Toronto Raptors right now, very hot team, straight up and ATS wise, eight and three now in their last 11. They've been getting it done without Kyle Lowry. As you talk about, earlier in the season, and sort of in the bubble as well, the energy wasn't good. The, you know, the energy wasn't good. I think that Boucher and his youthfulness and his energy has helped a bit. Norman Powell is a big key. When Norman Powell plays the way that he does, it's, you know, it, the Raptors are a tough team to deal with when you've got a guy that can suddenly give them you know, 24, 25, 27, uh, if not more. And another thing is, if you notice, Siakam, who really struggled in the bubble and then was struggling earlier this year, got, you know, was told to, you know, to rest. He got benched for a game, basically, due to attitude problems. And, you know, he wasn't himself. He was never smiling. He wasn't happy. And you could just tell something clicked with these guys. They had a hard time dealing with the adjustment to Tampa as well. They started off the season 2-8. and eight. But you look at now, Paul, you could just see the body language, the energy. They're a tough team to deal with. And they play fast right now, too. You know, they're a good team. I think yeah. they're in the mix. I, Gabe, I, I couldn't agree more. And you, you, you're right. The body language is... You could just see the energy and you could just, the confidence is palpable. They really do feel like they can beat any team. You could just see it. You could just see that they, uh, you know, they'll fall behind, but they never panic. Look, they were behind to that, to the Sixers early on, I think by 12 or 14 points. Am I correct? Uh, The other day in that Sixers game, and I kicked myself for not taking them live wagering because they probably could have got them in a good number. And uh, instead, I took the over, and I did take their over uh, team total over second half, which got there. But miraculously, they just both teams bogged down in the fourth quarter, more so the, uh, the 76ers, because they did such a great defensive job against Joel Embiid. It's always tough locking things in overnight in the NBA with the lineup uh, situation at the way that it is uh, in this league. But it's interesting that the Raptors are getting two points uh, in this game. Um, 
and they've been, you know, they've been winning without Kyle Lowry uh, already. He's listed as questionable right now. And one thing, Paul, we've seen the Raptors, they beat Milwaukee twice in a row. And people, everyone assumed, oh, they're going to lose the second game since they beat him in the first game, and they beat him again. They beat him again back-to-back. I think they can beat Philadelphia again back-to-back. I, I agree, and we discussed that Milwaukee game, and I I think the the term I mentioned was perceived something perceived revenge or, or, or something to that effect because the line actually went as high as seven and a half, and while yeah. we were doing the show – it ticked yeah. back down to seven because I heard you moved six figures on the game and, <laughs> and uh, everybody followed. So, yeah, but it, it was never a game, Gabe. But I, I do think Milwaukee, I do feel that that is a wildly overrated team. I've already taken the, the small play on the T-Wolves tomorrow. I got 11 and a half, and just in the last few minutes, it's ticked down to 10 and a half. This Milwaukee team is, is just not good. They uh Defensively, I don't think they're very good. Certainly, uh, they're down enormously off last year, where they were third in the league. And offensively, I, I, I just, I just don't see it. Uh, they're not playing well. You talk about body language, and their body language is bad uh, right now. Eighteen and thirteen, but they should be better than this. They are eighteen, twelve, and one to the over. I have to wonder how long it takes if, if the struggles continue before the pressure really starts to rise on Budenholzer here. Um, you know, every once in a while, they'll smoke a bad team and people are, are starting to buy in. Uh, and, you know, they had a 13-point win against uh, Sacramento. But they're a tough team to trust uh, right now. And, you know, Minnesota were on a nice little ATS run, but they've run into a little wall, Paul, over the last couple of games. Yeah, they have. They uh, they got Towns back, and it, things were looking good. But still, they mounted a nice comeback against the Knicks uh, the other night. Fell just short. I, they actually took the lead. It was getting scary. And the Knicks, by the way, will have fans in MSG tomorrow night for the first time in a very long time. And I'm probably going to go with the Knicks on the strength of that added momentum they should have. Uh, g- given fans in the, in the stands, which I think will propel them to a victory. They've already beaten Golden State once, and that was the game that Draymond Green was ejected for yelling at his teammate uh, when the <laughs> ref thought he was yelling at him. It was kind of comical, but I, I think the Knicks will uh, take it tomorrow night, and uh, I'm just uh, had to throw that in there, Gabe, but the, the, you're right. The uh, T-Wolves have hit the skids. But they've been competitive uh, throughout uh, most of those games, including against your Raptors and with a win and a five-point loss. And they did have a 16-point deficit against the Raptors in that second game. And I, I reached in and I took them, I think, plus 12 and a half. And within six or seven minutes, they actually had a five-point lead before the Raptors came back and won that game 86-81. Yeah, I think Kyle Lowry, I believe it was Kyle Lowry earlier this year, Paul, he got kicked out for a similar situation. He was yelling at Nick Nurse. 
He was yelling at Nick Nurse, not the referee. <laughs> he swore at the coach. He said effing, effing something. He said something to Nurse. He was pissed off. And, and the ref said, what? And teed him up. <laughs> he was like, no, I wasn't even talking to you, man. I wasn't even talking to you, right? But that's happened a few times this year uh, in, in, in the NBA. Uh, once they, they tee it up, there's no turning back. And then Lowry, of course, didn't take that well, so he got even madder. Uh, about it. So it's interesting you bring that up, Paul. I was just thinking, you know, I was in New York, you know, with the start of the pandemic and through the first, you know, first three, four months uh, of it. So it's going to be an emotional night, I know, uh, going back there. That's the last sporting event I was at, Paul. I think the date was February 29th, February 28th, February, whatever the hell it was. Um, the New York Guardians, XFL football. XFL football. <laughs> and then basically everything shut down. Like a couple of days later or whatever, everything like, you know, it wasn't long after, whatever the date was. It was right around then. But so we have fans back. I guess there's going to be 2,300 fans allowed. But still, and especially since the Knicks suddenly don't suck. Look, remember you and I that night against the Bulls and people were saying, man, this is the best night in the Garden in a long time. That was nothing, man. There's going to be some good nights this year in the Garden. They're actually competing for a playoff spot. They're getting yeah, one Gabe, and a half. Uh, 50. Well, I'm sorry? They're getting one and a half right now at FanDuel. Golden State, no total up right now. But uh, Golden State are minus one and a half point favorites. No respect, Gabe. No respect. We should be favored here by two. So I think the line will actually flip. We beat this team already. We beat them handily. And, of course, everybody will lean on that Draymond Green ejection. But I think the defense will do its job. Now, granted, I believe Golden State was uh, 9 of 38 from beyond the arc in that game. But, hey, that's what good defense does. They shut down teams and they shut down the Warriors and uh, then. And, and I think we got a good chance to shut them down tomorrow. And there will be a lot of energy in that building, and uh, I, I know we went in to buy that game because they gave us a starting time, and that game was uh, bogged down. I think the bots or the brokers were in there and tied things up. So, because uh, I have seats, and we ended up getting the Indiana game uh, a couple nights uh, later. 127, 124, final score. The Washington Wizards beat the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. A six and a half slash seven point road dogs game clearly goes over the number. Went to overtime. 127, 124 is the final score. So they get to 251. Paul, one of the hottest teams in the league, is the other team in New York uh, right now. And it's interesting. They're doing this without Durant. I wondered about this team's chemistry. And the chemistry's been good. With Harden and Irving, at least, it's been good. It doesn't mean, though, as things move forward, they're thin. They don't have a lot of depth. Will the three of them always be healthy at the same time and be on the court together in the playoffs? Will they be able to stay healthy, these guys, through the grind of four playoff series? But, you know, you can't, you know, the results are there. You can't deny the results. The Nets have been playing good ball. And, you know, I figured it out. I started to jump on board. Uh, with and I cashed a ticket with them against uh, the Clippers. We cashed a ticket with them against the Lakers. Um, I lost with the Phoenix game. I remember we talked about it. I thought I had a good number with Phoenix overnight and all that crap, but I lost the Phoenix game. 
yet, you know, we got to give credit to Brooklyn. Are you buying in big picture on Brooklyn right now? Team to beat in Eastern Conference? No, I'm not. No. Uh, look, they're clearly the favorite, but just understand when Durant does come back and you got the three guys in there, the whole is going to be less than the sum of the parts because there's only one basketball. So right now, you may have the optimum blend in two of the three, and maybe the three could cause some complications. But still, they don't have a particularly good defense, and they rely wholly on that three-point shot. So if the three-point shot isn't firing and they're not shooting 27 to 47 like they did a few nights ago or 50%, you got a problem. And, and granted, these, these guys are solid. They do shoot very well from beyond the arc, but given the defense and, and given the uh, possibility that maybe their uh, shots from beyond the arc may be a tad off, I'm I'm just not I don't buy into this whole superstar thing of putting three guys together. Uh, Sacramento are 20 and 10 to the over. Brooklyn are 22 and 10 to the over on the year. The total's 242. We'll wrap up with Paul Bobby on the other side. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. do this 24 hours a day working hard to bring you the news you can use get on the grid we are the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Late night anger match the class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brenzi. A couple more minutes with the great Paul Bovey. Find him over at Covers.com on the Experts Set page. Taking a look at the overnight NBA uh, numbers right now. So as Paul alluded to, the Knicks will have fans in the building. 2,300 fans allowed. Uh, You have to have a negative COVID test within 72 hours uh, to get into the building. Um, I see uh, movie theaters soon in New York City will be um, will be allowing patrons back in 25 percent capacity for uh, movie theaters in uh, New York City. So overnight numbers right now, Paul, Atlanta Hawks, six and a half point favorites at the Cavs, total 226, magically three to the Pistons, 208 and a half. No total right now on the Boston Dallas game. Boston's at Dallas. Dallas look good tonight. Boston minus one-point road favorites. The Warriors, one-point road favorites uh, at MSG. Philadelphia minus two at Toronto in Tampa. Brooklyn Nets minus seven 
total 242 against Sacramento. You pulled the trigger at plus 11 and a half on Minnesota. It's now 10 and a half, total 230. The uh, Nuggets lay eight to the Blazers, who just lost tonight and got smoked in the desert in Arizona. And uh, we've got the Wizards getting a 10 spot against the Clippers. Paul, no total right now. Those are the overnight numbers Gabe, right now. I like Sacramento. I like Sacramento tomorrow now, and I'll tell you why. It's a really bad spot for the Nets. They've been away since, let's say, February uh, uh, 12th. So they've been away for uh, 11 days. They had a rousing comeback against Phoenix, which you brought up before. Then you beat the Lakers. You beat the Clippers. You survived the Clippers on a disputed call. And now you come home and take on a weak team that scores 68 in the paint against you. I like Sacramento. Take the point. All stepping up to give me the underdog. Baseball Bowie comes back for Stockholm. Bring it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 